Hey guys, welcome uh, back to Silence is Cancelled. This is Sid McGregor, um, one of the, the co-hosts of the show. Uh, I'm here today with uh, Chris Williams. Uh, we work for an uh, organization called A Way Through. Uh, we're a nonprofit, and our goal is to open doors to mental and emotional wellness. Uh, one of the ways that we do that is by uh, providing access uh, to therapy uh, for people who need it. So if you or someone you love needs help, please visit our website at waythrough.org and let us help you find your way through. Uh, so today, Chris, it's October the 10th. It's World Mental Health Day. And you and I had talked about um, sort of the difference between mental health and mental illness. I think a lot of people, myself included, uh, I get like you can really get confused by those and you can mush them up mm -hmm. without like it, if you don't yeah. think about it too, too well. So, so help me understand like, what's the difference between mental health, mental illness? What are we talking about here? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is that we have to recognize that we have it, you know? And so if we put it in the same categories of like our physical health, so we can all recognize we have our physical health in which we have a whole medical industry and fitness and, and health industry that's multi-billion dollars mm -hmm. wrapped around that particular issue that we all just sort of take for granted, that we recognize, that we have it. And we recognize the feedback mechanisms around that, meaning that like we know like, hey, if we're sick. We know the symptoms, we know what to look for, we know how we're feeling, and we generally kind of know what to do with that. Again, right. there's a lot of debate in that, but but we're it's very well aware of it, and it has it's not a big deal. It's just we're somewhere on the spectrum of our physical health or illness. Right. Our, our mental health is the exact same. It's just a very particular part of our body, uh, usually starting with our brain. Um, and so we just have to recognize that we all have mental health and that where mental illness comes in, if, if I were to say that physical illness is where our body is working against us in some way rather than for us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, if I come up with a broad category that just simplifies it um, but makes it accessible is that mental illness is our mind working against us rather than for us and obviously there are just like in our physical health many many different variables many different factors uh and many different symptoms that that could um mm -hmm. show up as but I it's like critically that. important yeah that we recognize it yeah that's a good way of putting it like the 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 cdc you know defines it you know kind of in like a, a sort of a clinical term you know, it's like uh, mental illness or like conditions that affect a person's like thinking and, and mood and behavior. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. mental health is is like our emotional and, and psychological, like our, our, our social well-being, like how we act and how we feel. But I like this idea of like, yeah. it's just it's whether it's working for you or against you. <laughs> it's like, let's make this simple, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of, and this is something that, that I think, um, a way through is really trying to, to come back and not just us, but like, you know, you, you've got, um, 
uh, I mean, mental health and mental illness, like the, these conversations are, are being had at, at levels that I think we've not seen in a while. Mm -hmm. Thanks, to, you know, thanks to Simone Biles, thanks to uh, Naomi Osaka, thanks to, right, these, these people who yeah. have been bringing it to the prominent and not just them, they're just the most recent, but there's there, you know, uh -huh. it, it goes um, back. Um, but I think there's, there's still a strong stigma around it. What, what mm -hmm. are some of those, what are some of those misconceptions that, that you experience as a therapist that, that people are hesitant to, I guess, engage in the conversation yeah. or, or address it. Um, we could probably have a whole other conversation on, on what the actions that like stigma makes us do or, or doesn't do, but yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think we oftentimes think of stigma as something out there and certainly it is certainly there's still beliefs out there that um, mental illness is only about people who are crazy. Um, a more subtlety in that is mental illness is about weakness. You know, I'm like, well, it, it is about vulnerability for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, just like our physical health would be, but it isn't a matter of like better or worse, stronger or weaker. It's, it's a matter of like every single person shows up on planet earth with particular strengths and particular vulnerabilities, you know? And so, right. Uh, those vulnerabilities can be biological or genetic. Mm -hmm. They can be environmental, experiential, you know, the things that happen to us throughout our life. Um, uh, they could be uh, maybe things, toxins in the environment itself. Mm -hmm. And so all, all of these factors that play into it, again, will, are going to affect us one way or the other. So, but if, if I admit that I have something wrong and now I've got to go see someone or seek help, I'm admitting a vulnerability. And we, as people, for whatever reason, hate doing that. Right. Um, now, some people are smart enough, wise enough, um, humble enough to be like, you know, hey, there's something wrong. Go get help. Like mm -hmm. as simple as that. And I wish we could all make it. I wish I could make it that simple. <laughs> yeah, that would be easy. But oftentimes my own defense mechanism inside of me. So there's there's this weird thing of there's an internal stigma that we've made, that mm -hmm. we create meaning out of that block us. But obviously there's things in the culture as well that put mental illness and usually it's an inaccurate stereotype, mm -hmm. whether that be a depiction in a movie, you know, like, hey, if. if the mentally ill you're going to find in one flew over the cuckoo's nest, mm -hmm. not realizing that that movie is depicting. And again, it's depicting something is on the extreme, right. very, very, very exceptional side of, of mental illness. And so, but again, if we come back to it and understand that, man, like today I woke up maybe groggy I woke up, you know, kind of in a low mood, low motivation, had a hard time getting going, but maybe that's been my case all along. So I just call it Sunday or I call it Tuesday. It's no big deal. Not realizing that there's actually something happening inside of me that's working against me. My mind isn't as clear and awake and uh, as motivated right. as it potentially could be because I'm um, um, on the more ill side than I am on the health side. Mm 
Yeah, it's like um, uh, the, 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 and, the, there's this great article that was released um, today, actually, on Medical News, um, Medical News Today, and you know the 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 first sort of myth that it lists as as the myth of mental illness and mental illness is that it's not common. And it's like, no, it's, it's, it's actually <laughs> very common. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently, um, you know, like for instance, like depression and things similar to that have tripled during the pandemic, mm -hmm. according to like the World yeah. health organization stuff. So it's, it's not, I mean, tripled, you're talking like in, in like 2017, apparently it was like 264 million, you know, I mean, I don't know how they calculate this, but, but so you triple that and, you know, this is not a, this is not a, a, a uncommon thing um, mm -hmm. anymore. And maybe it's never been uncommon. Yeah. Maybe we're just now talking about it. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could play armchair sociologist or, you know, but, but I do think that there's common factors that we experience, you know, mm. and I think it's really important to know what those are. For instance, anxiety, you know, our, our worry mm. and anxious levels increase and you race that much cortisol through the body, it's going to have a negative impact. Right. It also eats a ton of energy. Mm -hmm. So if we go back to the end of 2019 into the beginning of 2020 and our world automatically starts shifting, I'm a sports guy. So I'll never forget right before NBA games were about to start, they pulled players off the court, went back to the locker room and emptied out the arena, mm -hmm. something that I had never seen or imagined I would see in my entire life. Yeah. So when, when then when shelter in place starts happening and things get taken from us because of a threat, our whole, even, even for the best of us, there is a major disruption that happens. Mm -hmm. And any disruption is going to increase a level of worry and anxiety through uncertainty in the midst of all of that. Yeah. And so unless you're like a Trappist or a Buddhist monk, I can kind of like <laughs> who's, who's practiced unbelievable mindfulness right. through for years and years and years, right. the disruption is going, going to be real and it because it's global. So now let's think about we've ramped up that much anxiety racing through us over and over. It, you layer on that cultural unrest, political unrest, racial unrest. You know, the what we feeding ourselves through social media and more and more and more anxious and angry and frustrated or sad and lost and reactivity that burns energy at mm -hmm. phenomenal rates. And when that energy gets burned out, it's going to crash. And what that oftentimes looks like is depression. Mm -hmm. And so we're bouncing through anxiety and depression. And then what I'm noticing around me here this fall is that. What, what was our collective anxiety has now turned into collective exhaustion. People are just tired and they're yeah. worn out. Now, again, that's about our mind and our body working a little bit against us rather than for us. Now, we're going to experience that um, on a very, very wide range of spectrum from mild to severe. But it mm -hmm. feels like we're all in that milieu together. Mm -hmm. And, and so you if know, we can like, all kind of yeah. recognize it, it'd be great. 
Yeah. And it's like, I know it's, it's a lot of these things are, are heightened right now because of the mm-hmm. pandemic, but it seems like it would be good to note or at least have a awareness of that. These are like normal parts of life. Like it's not some abnormal yes. thing, right? No. Uh-uh. Yes, absolutely. A very, very normal part of life. Yeah. So, something and happens so and it, it disrupts what's happening. Mm-hmm. A, a conflict, be it COVID where your entire world falls apart or something small and that's going to affect at least in a little bit your state of mind. Yes. And we have to understand that these things are cumulative as well. They stack up, they build up on mm-hmm. each other. They're not isolated or compartmentalized here and there. Mm-hmm. It, so if, if we had vulnerabilities to depression, anxiety, um, maybe a a bipolar process or whatever the case may be, if you're struggling with OCD, uh, anything before the pandemic, during the, during the pandemic is going to most likely be accentuated. It's going to ramp up. Right. But even when the pandemic ends, those things are still going to be there. mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and so one of the things I've seen over and over again is that especially those who have experienced uh, painful childhood mm-hmm. what we call chi- adverse childhood experiences right is that when the pandemic hits when o- multiple stressors hit and especially relational stressors all of the symptoms that they experienced before one of those being what we call emotional dysregulation which is just a fancy way of saying that like man i have a lot of loud intense feelings that i can't get my hands around or grip and that's overtaking me and and mm-hmm. there's real suffering there, real suffering that needs help. And there's and I think the painful thing for me is that there's help out there for that. Mm-hmm. Now, we do not have to suffer, not at least not to the extent that we are, with these right. conditions, with these experiences. Yeah, and you've 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 kind of touched on some of the sort of top, I would say, top myths that that sort of surround the mental mm. illness, which is, you know, um, they're uncommon, not true. They're common. Um, that it's a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of weakness. It's like, uh, as this mm-hmm. article says, it's like a broken leg. Like it's not weakness. It's just something broken and it's not going to be fixed tomorrow. You just yeah, give it some time and the right treatment and you're on your way. Um, uh, one of the myths uh, that they list, which 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 you'll find is is funny because it relates to you, is uh, only people without friends need therapists. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. <laughs> well, I will say that people without ther- without friends do need therapists to figure out how to get friends. So I I will, I will disagree with that. <laughs> Um, um, but, uh, but that's also, yeah. that, that's, that, that would be for me, no different than saying, you know, cancer patients just need more friends. What? Yeah. What? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mental health problems <laughs> are, are permanent. That's another big one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, th- that could be, that could be fear. Like, again, I'll go back to one of the things that perpetuates stigma mm-hmm. is diagnostics 
and, and that, all that is is saying that like a person with major depressive disorder, a person with an anxiety disorder, a person with a, or what we call you know, mood disorders, mm-hmm. all of those sort of disorders, you know, even the language around it. But I, we are not our diagnosis. And it's so critically yeah. important. And, and I'm very passionate about this is that diagnostics are a tool mm-hmm. of the clinician to hopefully treat well. Yeah. But when diagnostics are weaponized against people, it's a problem. As a form of oppression, we got a huge, huge problem. And that's why I oftentimes cringe when I see all of these terminologies and all these uses uh, used culturally, especially around things like narcissism and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, these are not to be weaponized. That that's a misuse of of the um, of the tool here. Mm-hmm. And that can be really damaging. Um, yeah. and, and again, people who show up in my office, I'll say this initially, it's not about what's wrong with them. Not at all. Mm-hmm. By mere fact that they showed up in my office, it's actually about what's right with them. What's right is they recognize that something isn't working in their life and they're going to seek help. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not even saying that like, hey, I'm the person that can do it or anything like that, but just the action of doing it, again, is a sign of wisdom and strength, mm-hmm. not of, of, of weakness or, you know, um, uh, pathology, I would say. Yeah. Well, not, not to sound like, I mean, and, and, and I, don't, I don't want to turn this into some sort of self-help thing. Um, <laughs> do these five things and everything is fine. Um, but, <laughs> but like today is, you know, it, it's mental health, it's world mental health day. So if somebody yeah. is, you know, say in this, you know, in this, this sort of, uh, well, we're all in this pandemic, but, uh, I think you would agree that, that some people are feeling it way more than others. And that's depending upon, you know, a thousand different circumstances, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, what are some sort of, you know, top level things that, that, that people can do, you know, today, right now to, to take control and improve their mental health? Like what are some very tangible things people can do? I think the very first thing is, is what we've been talking about is awareness mm-hmm. in self-awareness. I mean, self-awareness is a superpower. Mm-hmm. Because we all have, if I can say it like this, a dashboard. Oftentimes our emotional experiences or mental experiences are a dashboard that tell, tells us something's working, something's not working. Mm-hmm. And if we keep it really simple, like, hey, man, my mood, the way I feel is working against me. Or, hey, my thoughts are like really negative or critical or, mm-hmm. or um, I'm constantly disconnected. Oh, that's all just feedback mechanism that says nothing, that, that something isn't working or working right. well for me. So when we start with self-awareness, we also got to look at similar things for all of us is that the quality of our relationships, you know, if we're in relational discord, if we're going through some deep conflicts or break up the family or mm-hmm. isolation, these things are going to have pretty profound impacts on us. Um, and so we want to keep building healthy relationships, but we also need healthy practices. You know, mm-hmm. the food that we put in our body, the, the drinks that, you know, the drinks that we put in our body for that matter, 
it, it, it all has an impact and an effect. And the healthier we are, the more resiliency that we can build up. And But I think the, the final thing is that, and not the final, it may be the first thing, is that if I've struggled, if you've struggled against something and you can't figure it out, for instance, if you just can't find the motivation or you're just at constant odds with people, you want to retreat from the world, um, or your just anger seems to come up outside of your control over and over again. So all of these indicators that are saying that, like, man, it's not working. So seeking therapeutic help is is a great and viable option. Yeah, yeah, um, and you, you, you know, you're. You, I think that you've that you've summarized that well, and I know. If, you just to make it personal, just for me, it's uh, that 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 self awareness is the that's the key. And I know um, just for myself, the way that I the way that I sort of make sure that I am staying self aware because it's easy to just disassociate yourself from your own self is <laughs> is just ask is just asking why. Yeah. Like mm. I have something yeah. and I, yep. I re respond to something and I just like, why, why did I respond mm -hmm. that? I mean, I might not ask it right in that second, but you know, a few minutes later when I realized that I did not, you know, handle that well, <laughs> it's like, why did mm -hmm. I do that? Yeah. Um, as opposed to yeah. just whatever, I'm just going to keep going. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think that you're, uh, yeah. That's the right because if we, yeah. yeah, we find ourselves edgy, or more mm -hmm. irritable. Like those are really key indicators that something is off. You know, if I find again find myself more isolated and withdrawn, those are key indicators. Yeah, and and one of the things that makes this really difficult to recognize is especially our brains are 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 mechanisms of adaptation. Mm -hmm. And meaning this, its primary job is to keep us alive. Mm -hmm. And so, so it so it adapts to whatever it, it it experiences and normalizes it, right? Right. So that's what makes some of these things really hard to recognize, even with self awareness. And so, in what I've had to learn, and I'm still learning over the years, and going to continue to learn, is this real uh, again another superpower called humility. And humility right. just is my openness to the feedback of other people. Right. <laughs> so I may just be in my adaptation, my stress adaptation. And my wife is like, Hey man, there is an edge to you, dude. Like right. what is what going, is going on? on? And of course, in my defensiveness, I'm just like, what's going on? Well, can you do this and this and this? Not realizing that like, if I take, if I take a deep breath and I'm like, Oh, huh. I've been edgy for a week now. For That's a, a problem. That's an issue. Yeah. This this is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, there's a there's a thorn somewhere that keeps poking me. I I need to find it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we've all we, yeah. we've all definitely been there. Um Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, so so basically uh to summarize sort of our our um our our talk today is you know, mental health, mental illness, uh, it's just, it's to summarize it, it's just yourself working against yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So 
So, and, and mental health is getting yourself working for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being able to, to recognize that and sort of start to ask yourself questions is, is kind of the, mm -hmm. the first step to, or may, for some people may even be the only step that they need to, uh, to sort of correct those, yeah. you know, um, to help them get back to the mental health that they want to have, that they need. Right. Um, yeah. and, and everybody's journey is going to be different. Um, mm -hmm. so, so thanks for sharing, um, uh, today. Well, and, and, and I just want to jump, go ahead. Yeah. Let me jump in with one other thing. There's also just a lot of resources out there, you know, yeah. like NAMI, the national Alliance on mental illness. Mm -hmm. Um, Sid, you and I have been doing a lot of talks around a documentary, uh, on Apple TV called the me you can't see, yeah. which I think is does an incredible job of showing us what um, mental illness uh, and especially some of the impacts of trauma have on our lives. And so check out some of these resources because oftentimes they help us connect to what's going on inside of us as well. And, and I just look back, especially throughout my life, but especially in 2020 into 2021 and, and the struggles that I've had. And I'm like, I can't imagine doing that without um, the therapeutic guidance that I've gotten from my therapist. And right. so. Uh, Which is a I'm powerful sure statement because you're, you're a therapist saying, As I would not have made it through this pandemic without my own therapist. I would have lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as many times as I did lose the plot, you know, that guidance helped me get back to the plot Helping over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and uh, I say calibrate my own um, behaviors and patterns and thoughts back to something that moves the needle towards healthier. Right. And that's what we're looking for, you know, is we're just looking to move the needle to healthier. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris. And thank you for uh, for for listening and or watching this this uh, podcast, however it is that you are uh, getting it. Uh, if you need help, please, uh, we want to help you find it. Uh, so go to waythrough.org and let us help you uh, find your way through. And if you want to help us do that, there are many ways you can do that, and you will see that on the website. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, as always, stay safe and let the people around you know they matter. And please know there is always a way through. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>